You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the, watched the workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run him back to the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook at Martin Houston 35 on Twitter. Give us a like, give us a follow, give us a share. Let us know what's on your mind, what you have going on in the sports world. It's kind of a crazy time as COVID seems to be striking the SEC directly. Uh, impacting the Alabama Crimson Tide directly. We'll talk about that uh, this morning. We'll also talk about uh, making up games. We'll look at um, what Saban had to say. We'll look at a ruling by the NCAA. I want to get Joe's opinion. would like to get your opinion on uh, their ruling regarding head coaches as well. And then we'll look at uh, – what the Crimson Tide did during the week, where they still need to improve if they're going to be champions. We'll be bringing D.C., D.C. Capstone report in to continue that conversation. But we want to invite you to be a part of the conversation this morning at 205-342-990 for the Taco Casa hotline is open for business. Taco Casa, quality, taste, value under the biggest cactus in town. Six locations in Tuscaloosa and West Alabama to better serve you. One up in Birmingham off of Lakeshore Drive. That's Taco Casa, tacocasa.com. Quality taste, value under the biggest cactus in town. Try them out for lunch and or dinner. Great options there, and you can uh, receive that great food and service. Drive in, dine in, or carry out. That's Taco Casa. Taco Casa hotline, once again, is open for business. 205 342 nine nine zero four remember that this is a day that the lord has made so let's rejoice and be glad in it take some time today to notice someone love someone serve someone be the difference you want to see in the world today want to remind who are out there listening that if you want to get in on the score prediction let us hear from you Uh, let us hear from you regarding the LSU game um, that we hope still moves forward. But uh, let us hear from you on the score prediction and the tiebreaker. Uh, we're going to flip back over to Najee Harris. Uh, Najee Harris rushing yards will be the tiebreaker for this week. So go uh, check us out once again and download that app at Tide 109. Good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing great today, Martin. Having a good Tuesday. How about yourself? Doing well. Can't complain. Find out nobody cares if you do, so you might as well do something productive, right? <laughs> so, oh, man, is the SEC, I mean, is the COVID uh, striking? Is that kind of crazy? I mean, Mississippi State, Auburn already marked off the list uh, as far as that game is concerned, rescheduled for December 12th. Um, and then of course, um, you're looking at, um, that particular game and how they're going to, going to make that up. Uh, but other games at risk, Alabama LSU, uh, seems to be at risk as well. 
I mean, that would be devastating. <laughs> you know, it's bad enough that we're coming off a bye week, but then have to wait another week uh, would not just considering the game would be would be crazy. But I'm gonna tell you, Joe, uh, uh, LSU uh, potentially uh, not playing the game. And this is not what happened with us, but it kind of worked out for us okay. Uh, we were scheduled to play Hueytown. Speaking of Northridge, Joe, we played Hillcrest. We had a lot of injuries. And then, uh, then I mean, I'm talking about we had, we probably had five starters, something like that, that were going to be out uh, due to <laughs> due to injuries. And then COVID started striking. So we ended up shutting down for two weeks. And, and in some ways, uh, it probably helped us to get another win because I don't know what would have happened in that Hueytown game. So uh, is 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 Joe? Uh, I mean, is Coach O making all the right noise and saying all the right things? But the reality of it is, uh, is it better for him to have to cancel this game and take a loss uh, via forfeit and COVID than it is to show up and play this game? And potentially get embarrassed in the impact it has on his program's direction, uh, especially after the speech he made last year uh, and recruiting down in Baton Rouge. I certainly think that uh, Coach o, it's it's easier for Coach O to take a forfeit loss or a canceled game rather than uh, an Alabama butt whooping. I think that uh, his fan base would be much more accepting of, oh, you know, we had COVID and we had a forfeit, but. Uh, I don't know. I'll tell you, Martin, I'm a little suspicious. Well, well, I guess the question also becomes, Joe, uh, is is he setting this up, even if the game's going to be played, you know, that we were we were down, we were, you know, this wasn't really, we're going to fight like you. We're going to, you know, we're going to be the Tigers and we're going to play. But, hey, don't forget. We're down a lot. We're 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 undermanned, and Alabama has their full complement. But we'll be back. You know, is he is he setting that up? Even if he, uh, even if we play the game, has he done a good job already of, you know, setting this up? It's, I mean, it's certainly all that all that stuff would make life easier on him if they didn't play the game. I, I think anything to avoid. An Alabama thirty-point win would uh would, any outcome that is not that serves a uh, coach O much better than getting your butt kicked by thirty. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking too. So we'll see uh, if the game moves forward. Uh, Mississippi State, of course, saying that they played Vanderbilt with barely enough, uh, barely over the number. Um, um, excuse me, barely over the number that it took to play. Uh, you have to have, if you're not aware, you have to have 53 players, I think. Uh, is it scholarship players that they have to have, Joe? Yes. Or is it just 53 roster players? I think it's scholarship. It is. It? it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that that's what was interesting to me. And, and I think the reason they do that is because we have schools like Vanderbilt who don't have a beefed-up walk-on program as well. Uh, and you may be thinking, God, 53 players is a lot of players. Uh, you, you, you know, my high school had 23 players. Uh, but it's not just about Saturday. Um, it's about preparation. It's about uh, getting ready for the week, I think, is the reason they have that number. And uh, like the Alabamas of the world, if they have 53 and, you know, and it's split, you know, fairly equal, then chances are they could still have a full week of practice because they have enough scout team guys and all of that, that, that they could get, you know, their first group completely ready and their second group, uh, some reps as well. But if you don't have that 53, it kind of makes it tough to get it done. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm, I'm hoping that we have a game, uh, this Saturday, uh, with with LSU, and if we do, I'm hoping we take care care of our business. Let's get to Pat, who's on the phone. Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Martin, they, uh, they already missed a game. Was it with Florida, I think, or 
I've been here in a year, and uh, that's going to be on the 12th of uh, November or something. I remember, excuse me, December uh, on a bye week, so they don't have an open date. Uh, right. in the, and, and you're saying that the SEC is not willing to back the SEC championship of a week, or is that totally impossible? Well, they're not, from my understanding, they're not talking about backing the SEC up. Uh, but they are talking about potentially playing games uh, on December 16th for those who are not involved in the SEC championship game. Yeah, so, well, so, I guess they could, but, I mean, is there any point to it? I mean, the SEC was already, uh, yeah. that's already decided. Well, um, if that's the I case, mean, Arkansas is, what, what's the point of it in your, in your opinion? Pat, Pat. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It, it, based on what you just said, why should Arkansas and Vanderbilt and Kentucky and those teams who have never made it to uh, Ole Miss and all that, why do they play every year? I mean, football is more than <laughs> – Okay, I'm fo- sorry. Okay. Football is more than just the SEC championship game. All these other schools, it's another opportunity for them to get players out there. Um, get them, get I mean, them by the if, NFL, if, if they were to come back and tell uh, me as a head coach, like say at Northridge, and say, "Hey, you're out of the playoffs. You're not going to win a championship, but hey, we'll give you one more chance to 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 play and get better, and it's against someone that you can improve on." I would be open to that. So I, I would say, um, as a player, and another opportunity to to play a game, especially. With the shortened season, I would say um, that that it, that is worth it. But I, I, you know, I don't know, Joe. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's definitely worth it. I mean, I, I don't think that the Mississippi States and the Kentuckys of the world, the Vanderbilts of the world, are competing for an SEC championship anytime soon. But uh, for those guys to get those scholarships, you know, without them, who's Alabama playing every week? So I think it's a, I, I, if I was a, a part of those programs, I'd definitely want to play, even if I didn't really have a chance to uh, win a championship. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, like I said, it's, it, it's and to me it may be, uh, Pat, one of those where, you know, they, they get a lot, like a almost like a bowl game type atmosphere where they get a lot of young guys reps and things like that, but they it definitely can be beneficial to the program. Gotcha. You got anything, and, uh, you got anything yeah. else for us? Okay, yeah. The other thing uh, was is that uh, I was reading where that you got to have at least one scholarship quarterback, I think seven offensive linemen, uh, and defense an equal amount on defense. And stuff as far as defensive lines and all good that are scholarship players in order to constitute a game. It didn't make any. It really didn't make any sense to me because I can remember back many, many. I can't remember not that far back, but I've read where way back that players played both ways. Well, yeah, it, it, I, I don't. I don't get the having to. I, I get having to have players. Um, the number of players, I get that uh, in, in terms of scholarships, just because the walk-on programs are such a disparity, uh, difference in one school versus another. Alabama has a beefed-up walk-on program that allows them to do all of the necessary practice and training, and you have to have some standard. But like Georgia, Georgia could lose their backup quarterbacks and then not be able to play uh, well, he may be on scholarship now. I'm not sure, uh, but um, but I remember, you know, we we've had walk on start at quarterback at Alabama. You've had walk on start uh, at a lot of schools, and in in this rule, uh, a starter could be a walk on uh, and not scholarship. I guess you'd have to give him a scholarship the week everybody got COVID. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, what, what about my favorite basketball player with the red shoes? It was a walk on, wasn't he? I'm not sure. You talking about Petway? Yeah, I I don't know. Was Petway a walk-on? Petway was a walk-on. Yeah, he was. He was okay. Yeah, see. Yeah, and uh, hey, he he wasn't nobody. He he wasn't nobody's uh, slacker or walk-on. He should have. He should have had ten scholarships. I anyway, Morton Houston. Thank you, sir. And uh, Coach Ozeron is trying to hide down there because (laughs) of Mason Smith. But uh, we we we're gonna hey. We're battling big time for that that defensive lineman. 
Right. And when you look at the difference in the programs and you see it and coach, you know, coach has been, we'll we'll get into that conversation of why the number one ranking matters. Pat, thanks for your conversation. Yep. Uh, Coming back on the other side, we'll add DC, DC capstone report. We'll talk about coach Saban talking about the number one ranking. Does it really matter at mid season? Yes or no. Is, Is it important that Alabama got to that number one ranking? Uh, in terms of impact on the program. We'll talk about that and make a little comparison with LSU. We'll talk about what Saban had to say. We'll get D.C.'s thoughts and comments on what's happening around the SEC, and we'll see if he thinks Coach O is hiding. Coming up next, right here on the Martin Houston Show, D.C. Port. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, everything looking pretty good on the roadways this morning. Just a bit of congestion on McFarland at Blur Lane. But if you see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. November is Savings Month at towns of Nissan with extra rebates and top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Mostly cloudy today, the chance of a few passing rain showers this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 78, the low tonight, 69. Tomorrow, cloudy with occasional rain showers, the high also 78. Thursday, becoming partly sunny and less humid, the high 77. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Softmark Design doing business for 17-plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit him online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. You're back in with the Martin Houston Show. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning, and that means it's time for us to catch up with our weekly co-host, DC, DC Capstone Report. Good morning, DC. How you doing, sir? Oh, doing great, Martin. How you doing this morning? Good morning. Doing well. Can't complain. Um, well, I guess uh, a question I ask Joe, I'll, I'll toss it up to you uh, and, and see what your thoughts are. Uh, is Coach O potentially, potentially, setting up to cancel this game to avoid embarrassment or to have a reason for the, of course, Alabama being a 22-point uh, favorite, 22-plus point favorite. Some polls have it higher, some right around that number. But, I mean, some uh, odds. If Alabama beats him that way, he can blame it on COVID. Well, I think uh... – I don't think he's manufactured any of the tests or anything like that. I think it's, he's using the, the the truth of the day that the players got COVID. And, and I, I was kind of remarkable, a remarkable thing that they got COVID because since he said everybody on the team already had COVID. So I, I was I don't know how that happened. But I think Coach O is, is, <laughs> is using the, uh, the the facts of the day to, to help him. And, and, and it's a great move, Martin. I mean, you, you talk about it. Uh, you, you've alluded to it, but. The truth is, he, he either gets canceled because of SEC guidelines, and he doesn't have any control over that. It gets canceled because they don't have enough to play, or they get the, he gets to go on and play. That oh well, if Alabama beats us, it's not a big deal because we didn't have our full team. We we were way down. We didn't have we didn't have any tight ends. We didn't have any uh, we didn't have any long snappers. We couldn't we couldn't even snap the ball. It was just no way we could have competed against Alabama in this game. But you wait till next year. We we'll get them next year. So he, he went out on a limb last year and really barked a big lot about Alabama, about beating Alabama, and about how they were established themselves. And the truth is, uh, they were what my uncle Bud used to call a flash in the pan. It just boom, and it was gone. And uh, they don't have the stick to it. This like Alabama has thirteen 
seasons in a row where they've been ranked one, number one. I don't think any other team can ever say that. And so uh, he's just trying to hedge his bets to help him with recruiting and help him with all the other things he's got going on. I mean, you, you get on a national television and you just line up these two teams together, and if if what happens is what uh, everyone is predicting to happen, Alabama just goes out there and, and beats them as bad as Auburn did or even worse, then that really hurts them on the on the recruiting front with a lot of players that they go head-to-head on. Absolutely. You mentioned that about the number one ranking. And, you know, of course, you know, Saban plays that down a little bit as far as that doesn't matter, et cetera. But the reality of it is uh, that number one ranking 13 years in a row, never, never been done. And I did, I just don't see that happening again. I mean, uh, he may continue to build on his record, but someone doing that, uh, I guess, uh, Clemson is potentially on their way uh, to to potentially getting some type of streak going, uh, but man, thirteen years in a row at some point being the number one team, it doesn't mean anything from the mid season. I mean, the end of the year, but how powerful of a statement is it? Alabama lost last year. Uh, LSU had potentially, according to some, the greatest team ever. And now in this week, uh, one team uh, looks like they are at the bottom of the division while the other team is clearly the class show. What are some specific impacts that being number one has going into that game? You alluded to a little bit of it. Well, I think I think Coach Saban is – I said this on my podcast yesterday. Uh, it was rat poison to him. When he, when he found out they were number one, the best thing scenario he could have ever happened in, in Coach Saban's mind was that Notre Dame would have leapfrogged Alabama and went to number one after beating the number one team, and then he could have been what he's always wanted to be: keep that, uh, you know, keep the uh, intensity in the team. Coach Saban's afraid that by getting number one, uh, it's going to be complacency. I think he said that yesterday in his press conference, but he, he wants to avoid complacency. He wants to avoid avoid the thing that they, they've arrived. He likes coming from number three or two to to beat number one. So I think he downplays it in his press conference. But deep down, Coach Saban knows that being number one does mean something. It doesn't mean something about winning this year, but it does mean something about recruiting players uh, who want to who want to play with a championship-caliber team. And, that, and I, you notice I said championship-caliber team. What that means is year in, year out, if I go there and I stay three years, there's a, a a really good chance that I'm going to be able to compete for a national championship on that kind of team. If you go to a team like LSU, show where they shoot to the top and then back down as fast as they go to the top, this year has been that way for them. And and and, and to be honest, Coach Odron's got a lot more trouble on that team than COVID. I mean, he's got a lot of dissension among his team. Uh, he has some problems with uh, with players uh, opting out, and he has some problems with some of the coaches. So. That, that team is nowhere near where Alabama is. And when you line them up side by side like that, uh, you can tell it. And I think the number one ranking does make a difference. Coach Saban knows it, knows it makes a difference, but he's not going to ever say that publicly uh, because he doesn't want his team to fall into complacency. And I think he talked about that a little bit yesterday. But it does make a difference in recruiting for sure. Absolutely. I agree with that. I agree with that sentiment that from a recruiting standpoint, big time speaks to consistency and speaks to opportunity uh, that year in and year out, you're gonna you have a legit chance to be on um, a, a SEC and or national championship winning team. Uh, and not in only year recruiting out. for and not only recruiting for players, Martin. You and I know both. We know this has been true for Coach Saban in during the last 13 years. He has been able to have his pick of the best coaches. Uh, in college football, we've got analysts here that could be head coaches other places. Why? They want to come here because they can learn from a team and see how he's built a team that hasn't been able to obtain number one ranking for 13 straight seasons. That, that's just right. unheard of. And so he not only can recruit players, he can recruit the best of the best, best coaches, the best strength and conditioning coaches, everybody that wants to come to be a part of a championship caliber team and have a chance at it. So. It's not just the players. It's a it's a recruitment a whole hardly for the whole football program. Absolutely. Let's get to Curtis Moore, the second Curtis year in with DC DC Capstone Report and the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, team. Good morning, Martin. Good morning, uh, 
uh, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, DC. Hey, uh, yeah, a hey, hey, real quick, um, on the Ed, uh, old thing, you hit everything on the head. I, I was about to say, um, but the one thing I want to add to that was if you look at Ed O's, um, uh, press conference, not the latest one, but I think the uh, the one the week ago, he didn't really uh, focus on, um, you know, Alabama. He's like, oh, we need to focus on ourselves. I don't think from the jump he was really into it, you know, as far as playing them. Uh, Alabama, because you got you got to look long term. You don't want to get embarrassed on national TV, just like you said, DC. The affects recruiting and and all that. So, um, if if he is scheming, then I mean, I, I can see why. But like I said on the post, <laughs> it is what it is on that. So, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, Curtis Moore. Uh, it is what it is. He's used to his advantage, so you know you have to give him credit for that. I mean, it's, yep. it's all he can do at this point. Another thing I want to talk about, uh, fellas, is um, I just want to uh, point out how huge, huge it was for these seniors uh, to come back. Um, and what I mean by that, with the injury of Jalen Waddle, uh, you got Smitty coming back as a senior. The injury, the latest injury, uh, the unfortunate uh, car accident that Trey Sanders was, you know, was in, Najee coming back. You know, so on and so forth. I just want to point out that it, you know, and this is before COVID. These, these kids made this decision to come back because of unfinished business. But I think if they uh, left like those other juniors did, we kind of would be in some, some trouble. I, do, do y'all agree? Yeah, I think I throw Alex Leatherwood in there as well. I think he gave gives yeah. consistency to an offensive line that's probably one of the best in the nation right now. And if you if you take yeah. him out, take Devontae Smith out, take uh, uh, you know Najee Harris out. You know, he uh, those those players right there coming back was really really big in Alabama's eyes, and and, and I think that's another another thing about Alabama being able to compete for a national championship year in year out. Those seniors knew that if they gave up their opportunity to go to the NFL and come back, they could get themselves better because they're in a top notch program, and they have a chance to compete for the national championship. They weren't worried about coming back and 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 being a you know a, a bottom bottom of the league team. They they were coming back for a purpose. So. I think that's another and just like of that. And, and just like you mentioned earlier, DC, because we as Alabama, you know, we're consistent. You know, y'all were talking about the the thirteen years consecutive, uh, you know, seasons with number one record. We're not like the LSU. We're not going to go down, you know, the next year and things like that. We we've proven that through history that we can be consistent. So I think that's probably a big motivating factor for those seniors coming back. You know, things like that because you know LSU. I mean, it's more than just the COVID going on. We all know that. They have some internal issues going on there, you know. So, I, I think also Curtis, you're right on point. Also, Curtis, they they came back not only because of that, but because of hey, they didn't taste the victory of being in the SEC championship or in the national championship, and they knew they were close, and that's why they came back to a team that they, they knew they could have a ch- chance to do it this year. Yep. A couple more things I just want to um throw out as a side note is the observation. Um, look, look, look! Look how uh, Talia, little, um, little, little Tom playing up there in Maryland, and they play Ohio State. So uh, that that's the game I'm watching out for, definitely. That that could be a potential uh, pitfall for Ohio State if they don't watch out. They have a good running game, you know, the uh, Funk kid, and then that get uh, that guy's name. I think his name's Jared, that wide receiver. I mean, they got some uh, special players up there too. So and Talia's playing great. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> That, that Absolutely, he is. He is definitely, definitely playing at an extremely, extremely high, high level. Um, and uh, after he got past that first game, uh, probably jitters, I would say. Um, thanks for thanks for those comments, Curtis. Uh, right. And we, we appreciate Take you care. adding to the to the content of the show, sir. All right, roll tide. Take care, y'all. Roll tide. Take care. Coming back on the other side, we'll get Lake Martin John in with DC, DC Capstone Report. You can be in the conversation with him as well. 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa hotline is open for business. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, everything looking pretty good on the roadways this morning. Just a bit of congestion on McFarland at Blur Lane. But if you see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. November is Savings Month at Towns of Nissan with extra rebates and top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. 
Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. And we have DC, DC Capstone Report. DC, tell our listeners uh, where they can find you and what you got up for them. Well, you can find us at dccapstonereport.com. You can uh, like us on Facebook, DC Capstone Report Facebook page. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at davidcott50, that's D-A-V-I-D-C-O-T, uh, 5-0. Also, uh, you know, Lance George has a two sites, rolltidebama.com and freelancepictures.com. Lance got some great pictures up there of all the Alabama games that he goes to. take. We have a podcast up, went up yesterday, and we took a look at what – what Alabama uh, needed to do to improve during the bye week, some players to watch in the LSU game, and and also the preview of the LSU game. All right, that's DC, DC Capstone Report.com, also freelancepitches.com, RollTopBama.com as the sponsors of this program, and that podcast is up and ready. DC, uh, we. Um, uh, I think CJ points out a very, very interesting point. But we have let's go to Lake Martin John before we get to to that comment. Lake Martin John, you've been patient. Uh, you're in with DC Capstone Report and the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind? Good morning, gentlemen. I pre- appreciate your input there, DC. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's very in- insightful. And as a matter of fact, you, you already you stole what I was going to say. But, you know, when uh, Saban uh, appropriately talks about being ranked number one as being a rat poison. and But I would love to ask him when he's walking into a recruit's house and this guy's like 17 years old and his entire cognizant life, he can't remember a football year that Alabama wasn't number one. I mean, you know, to him, world is death, taxes, and Alabama number one. I'd like to ask Coach Saban if it's rat poison at that moment. <laughs> I agree. It's only rat poison during the season to the players. It's not not during recruitment. Recruitment is a great recruiting tool. You're exactly right on point with that, John. Exactly right. I think that is such an advantage. Yes, you're going to get everyone's best shot. Uh, as number one, but uh, yeah, I, I believe the benefits outweigh it. I'll hang up and listen to the response, but Martin will probably be able to address exactly that. When you're going into a game and you're, you know, you're you're highly ranked, uh, does that, and, and you're playing a lesser opponent, 
does that really play into? I mean, do you are you really able to, as the Alabama players say today, put that aside and just focus entirely on it? Uh, how successful are you with that? Thanks. Appreciate you before, guys. Before Martin answers that, I think Martin can tell you he's been a part of both sides. I believe he can tell you that national championship game in '92 that Miami uh, ate the rat poison. Don't you think, Martin? Uh, I would totally, totally agree. Uh, you know that whole year, uh, DC, we were considered the worst 7-0 and team in the country. And this was said on national television. We were the worst 7-0 and team in the country. Um, we were the worst 9-0 and team in the country. We were the worst 12-0 and team in the country. And I'll never forget when um, Coach Stallings, when we won and beat Miami, we came back in the locker room and he said, God, mighty man, we might be the worst 13-0 and team in the country, but we the only one. So, <laughs> so, so uh, it, it's definitely uh, uh, easy. When you're, the, when you're the underdog and you have confidence in your team, that's a really easy to get up for game, no matter who the opponent is. Uh, and so, so it has some own motivations, uh, within itself. Uh, then number two is if you're going against a rival, uh, regardless of whether you're the better team or the worst team, it's easy to get up for that game. Now, uh, when it's not a big game, it's not a big helmet game. It's not, you you don't have any motivation and you're clearly the better team, uh, an Alabama playing a Vanderbilt, then that's that's difficult. Uh, but DC, I think you and I got uh, a young man the other day gave us something that I think uh, every coach out there probably uh, should use when playing those types of games to get his guys ready. Uh, and that's Tim Alexander, young man that's in a wheelchair that helped UAB bring their football program back. You and I were in a in in that Bridge Builders conference where he said. Uh, you don't need anyone to push you uh, as a leader. Your vision should pull you forward. You should not need anyone to push you forward. And to me, every coach should take that quote uh, for, for those types of games because that's, that's, what, that's what makes it happen, D.C., is when you as a, a individual, as a player, uh, doesn't need someone uh, to push you to motivate you. That's right, and, and another thing he said in that conference that just goes along with that is he said, how, I'll, I don't think I'll ever forget this, he says how you view it uh, determines how you do it. And right. so if you <laughs> so. go into a game viewing that you're better than everybody else, then you're only going to put forth the effort that you think you need. But if you go in the game motivated, uh, like like Coach David wants his team motivated uh, and be the underdog, that's why he wants you to be the, that's why he wants to be the underdog, because he knows that it's easy to get in your head space and not view the game properly, especially when you play against a, a team like Vanderbilt. Why is Vanderbilt always giving Alabama, up until recently, I gave Alabama some tough games because it was hard to get up for those. And uh, that, that's, what, that's what you got. That's, you, that's why you're concerned about the rat poison uh, getting into the heads of the people. That's why Coach Saban calls it complacency. That's when you're letting your mind uh, dictate which way, which way you go based on what you allow into it. Uh, and and when you allow those type of rat poison things in, it, it can affect the way you do what you do. A- absolutely. Hey, uh, C.J. Watson had a, a very uh, interesting observation of what potentially could happen um, for uh, Notre Dame. I mean, for LSU. It's interesting. This is his comments. It's interesting that LSU could have the two toughest schedule postponed and canceled and they look pitiful against the rest of their schedule is the sign of the state of their program uh i'd be one it'd be one thing to uh be down a touchdown and have losses to the best team on your schedule but lsu may avoid the two best teams and that record still won't look good <laughs> so uh it's kind of kind of interesting uh if, if that game gets canceled um they would have avoided potentially uh, the two teams that would be playing in the uh, SEC championship game. So uh, maybe Orgeron is catching uh, lightning in a bottle again in a different way, D.C. (laughs) Maybe so. 
Now, I don't know if it's changed or not, but at one time the SEC had rescheduled the game for Florida LSU to right before the championship game. It, it uh, is. It, it, so it's Alabama been postponed. That's why I said canceled or postponed. <laughs> yeah, if Alabama got into the championship game with Florida, Florida would be playing LSU the week before, and Alabama would have an off week the week before. I don't know how that's going to be fair uh, in Florida. I had not thought about that. That's right. That is when that game is rescheduled. Uh, that's, that why, be, that's why the Alabama LSU game can't be rescheduled because the only time they have available, they're playing Florida. <laughs> so they can't play both Alabama and Florida on the same day. Oh, wow. What does the SEC do in that scenario? I don't know, but what? I'm sure Dan Mullen will put his Darth Vader costume on and, and scream if they don't let him, if they make him play LSU right before he plays Alabama. Hey, Joe, c- come in on – I mean, come, come join this conversation. What would you – if you are Florida, I, J- D.C., I had not – that had not even crossed my mind that they would be playing um, that the week before playing. And by that time, who knows? LSU may could have figured some things out. They that, That'll be by the end of the year. Uh, they may actually have a quarterback that's playing. Defense may have figured out a few things. Um, what would you do if you were Dan Mullins, Joe? I'd, I'd tell the SEC that we're not we ain't playing LSU. Uh, yep. I, I, I'd either – I don't know. if you, it, it, The best-case scenario is for both Alabama and for Florida to have their divisions wrapped up before then so they can just uh, cancel that game altogether and give both both teams a bye week. Well, and, and that's the question. That's what I'm saying. If, would the SEC potentially cancel that game since Florida has it locked up but it, but if Florida just forfeits it, then Florida takes a loss. And would the polls at that point, you know, ding Florida at that point? So, interesting. I think it requires SEC intervention at that point, Martin. I think SEC has to get in and do something. Uh, I don't think Florida could just take a loss. That wouldn't, that wouldn't help them at all. Right. So, that, that'll be great conversation. One of those things we'll be watching as we move throughout the season. Um, This is kind of a um, decision-making question, DC, and I'll get your thoughts on it uh, on the other side. But the NCAA has rejected the ability for head coaches to call plays remotely. I want to get your thoughts on why are they making that decision in in terms of uh, in this COVID world why is the NCAA saying, as a coach who is quarantined, isolated, and remote, why are they refusing to let them uh, call plays and find out if you and Joe agree or disagree? Overflow Express Wash, Overflow Express Wash, you can find them on Skyland Boulevard, uh, location, second location coming soon over in Northport off of Hunter Creek Road and 82 McFarland Boulevard. Uh, that will be coming this spring. Overflow Express Wash, you can start off with the $7 wash. You have the packages at $12 and unlimited wash starting at $23.99. Andy Phillips and his team will help you keep your car looking good inside and out. Great environment, great atmosphere, and great service. That's Overflow Express Wash, overflowexpresswash.com. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, everything looking pretty good on the roadways this morning. Just a bit of congestion on McFarland at Blur Lane. But if you see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. November is Savings Month at towns of Nissan with extra rebates and top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. More than 1,000 new coronavirus cases were reported in Alabama in a 24-hour period, and the pandemic continues to spread, mainly in northern Alabama and the coastal areas of the state. West Alabama continues to be listed as having a low to moderate risk of COVID-19. Yesterday, we told you the pharmaceutical company Pfizer has announced a 90% effective vaccine for the coronavirus. Last week, the state of Alabama released the plan for administering it by the end of the year. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles 
but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. Um. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. You're backing in. With Mark Houston Show, we're speaking with DC, DC Capstone Report. I got one quick sidebar question for DC and that is, what are your thoughts of the NCAA rejecting letting head coaches coach remotely in the COVID-19 world? I think it's just another uh, knee-jerk reaction by the NCAA that uh, doesn't make any sense uh, whatsoever. I know, what, I know why they are trying to do that. I know what they uh, are trying to do. They, they're trying to say that it's just to stop any competitive advantage. Uh, for the higher, you know, the teams that have the capabilities of all the uh, broadcast televisions and seeing picking up some kind of nuances that um, re- in real time, but the chance of that really happening, or, or, or in my opinion, is you know less than five percent chance of that even making it competitive. Advantage. I just think that they're not in the real world. They're sitting up in there uh, making making rules for everybody else to live by that they don't have to live by. I think this may be uh, the only profession. DC that has not transitioned to the Zoom world in terms of still being able to do your job uh, <laughs> remotely. Uh, uh, this be one of the few times. Oh, do not use the technology to continue to do your job despite being uh, separated. I just thought it was interesting. I agree with you. I I think is it's just crazy and ridiculous that they have that rule. Quickly uh, to the LSU game. If this game happens, DC, what is it that Alabama? Uh, needs to make sure that they do in order to win? Well, one of the things we covered yesterday on the podcast is I think Alabama has to, uh, in this game, run the ball. I think they, uh, I think Alabama runs the ball to set up the pass, and they take advantage of all the passing uh, uh, downfield, mid, mid-range, and short-range. I just think that Alabama can take advantage of this, uh, this LSU defense. Uh, the number one thing that the team needs to do in every game to win is to limit turnovers, limit mistakes, and I believe we've had an opportunity to do that in the bye week. And the, big, the biggest thing I think off the bye week is we got some young players some rips, and that means we rested some of our guys who were nicked up. So uh, I think that's uh, another come out, come into this game uh, healthy. Uh, if they could do that, I think Alabama, you know, dominates the game against LSU if they get to play it. Is, uh, I guess, uh, typically you can ask this question, but it may be nothing when you answer it, but what can LSU do to, to, to steal a win? Well, I think I think any team can be any team any given day, uh, if all the all the things fall the way they need to fall. And I, I think in this game, uh, Alabama make if Alabama makes multiple turnovers, uh, we have pick sixes, uh, we have a couple pick sixes, a fumble, a, a breakdown in special teams, and we just can't run, can't establish any momentum. Other than LSU, could possibly at home in Baton Rouge steal a win against Alabama. We, but Alabama would have to, I believe, in this in this game, go out and just lay an egg and be the worst game we played all year. I just don't see yeah. that. I think it would definitely take uh, uh, one of the worst games to ever have been played. We'd have to play like we did against La Monroe, maybe, uh, for, right. <laughs> for LSU uh, uh, to get a win. Uh, really quick, when, uh, around the, the, the country, uh, how big a win was that for Notre Dame, and are they legit uh, a legit contender for the title this year? I think it was a huge win for Notre Dame simply because it was on a national stage. It, it uh, you know, everyone predicted that Clemson was going to win. People were talking that Clemson was going to win, that Trevor Lawrence not playing was not going to make a difference. And obviously, anybody who knows anything about football would know that Trevor Lawrence not playing is going to make a difference. 
but I think uh, still some people are going to say that Notre Dame is just Notre Dame. They uh, they were lucky. They they didn't they they won the game. Uh, but in my estimation, I think it was a big win for the Notre Dame team that could say, hey, we're legitimate. We could comp- compete against the big teams like Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama. All right. Hey, real quick, and I'll probably spend some more time on this. Um, there's a team that I've been watching um, in the Big Ten that, you, you know, when you can get highlights, you, you don't necessarily get to see the games. Uh, and trying to figure out, will we see that type of transformation uh, on top of what Alabama's doing? And that's Indiana. Uh, have yeah. you got to watch them play uh, yet? And the reason I watch them is kind of see uh, that work that Baloo and Dr. Ray did up at Indiana. Yeah, every time I hear anything about Indiana, read anything about Indiana, or see what they're putting on the field today, I think, wow, what a great move Coach Saban did getting uh, Dr. Ballou and Dr. I mean, uh, Coach Ballou and Dr. Ray here at Alabama. Now, that team uh, is really showing some performance. Uh, right. you know, we talk about some, uh, some performance on the field, and I, I think that directly related to what, what those strength and conditioning coaches uh, did there at Indiana. Absolutely. That's that's why I, I watch it. I like to see how you know you can just look at look at how the players are like their body types, uh, you know, speed, agility, and all of those things. And um, and maybe uh, that Indiana team is is uh, doing as well because of what Blue and Ray did. And we're gonna see the benefit of some of that. Uh, I'll give you. Uh, closing thoughts, DC, and uh, what you have to say about this LSU game and or anything else uh, around the country. Well, I think it's LSU game. I, I believe it is a national stage. I don't care how good LSU is, how how bad they are. Alabama, LSU playing in the national stage. I think the game needs to be played. It needs to be played for college football. Uh, I hate that it, it, it's in jeopardy. This is the year we're living in, so maybe it doesn't get played because this is 2020. But if we play the game, I think Mac Jones and Najee Harris, Devontae Smith on a national level, we're going to see those three guys really, really show out and have great games at this game. And on defense, I think Dylan Moses and Christian Harris will be the most motivated two players on that field uh, to play this game. Against, uh, I think it hurt Dylan Moses. It killed him not to be on the field last year. He thought he could have made a difference in that game against LSU. And I think if you see a good, you're going to see a great, a better defensive team uh, against LSU this year, uh, simply because Dylan Moses been on the field. All right, that's DC Deep Stone Report. Follow at David Cott five zero on Twitter. Thanks, DC. We'll catch up with you next week. Thank you, Martin. Have a great week and roll tide. Roll tide. Thanks, DC. Thanks, Joe Gaither. Thanks, callers, listeners. I'm Martin Houston. This is the Martin Houston Show, the Sound of Alabama Sports, your show, your team. Remember this, trust in the Lord always, lean not in your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Roll Tide. <laughs>